Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, y'all, it's time to bring your great new fresh creative ideas to life and you can get started today with Squarespace. Squarespace's dynamic all-in-one platform provides all the tools you need to establish your online presence. You can build your site, claim a domain, sell online and market your brand with Squarespace's cutting edge, easy to use products. Kifir and I both love Squarespace because it is so incredibly simple to get started. So get ahead. Head to squarespace.com slash read to start your free trial today. And when you're ready to launch your website, use offer code READ to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Let them know the read sent you and let's move on. With all the madness going on, driving everyone insane these days, I've been looking into getting into new self-care trends, new, you know, ways to uplift myself. And some of them are great. Some of them are not so great. Um, I will not be doing as much diving into ASMR videos. Um, some of you get a little too weird for me. Um, as well as, you know, uh, Yorkie yoga, hot Yorkie yoga, something that I wish I didn't uh, hear about. So what I have discovered is a great self-care routine instead is getting myself fresh flowers. Mm-hmm. And they're a great mental and emotional boost. They just bring a lot of life and energy and color into the home and just make me feel like I live somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's not to love about that? Self-care made easy without your dog judging you or without the sound of people eating, you know, hamburgers in your ears. So do yourself a favor, go get some fresh flowers. And this is initiative. This is an initiative of that flower feeling. Mm-hmm. Go get some fresh flowers and brighten up your home. Love them. Okay? Now, let's start the show. All right, welcome back, folks. We've got another edition of this shit for you this week. Uh, I'm Jackie Briggs. And I am Lucia Harris. Thanks for coming back to The Read. Thank you for coming back indeed. We're going to get right into it with you this week in our Black Excellence. I'm very excited to say that I went looking on my normal spots for some news and I came across a beautiful 
sexy, luscious cover of Essence, where one Aisha Cole and her boo Derek Hayes, we know her as Pinky, are the on the cover oh, of shit. Essence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and according to Because of Them We Can, they're the first pair of restaurateurs. Oof. I guess that's niggas that do restaurant shit on a bad bitch level. It I don't is. know. It is. Like I've never, that's what that means. I'm today years old. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. First ever restaurateur to grace the cover of Essence and look mighty fine doing it. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Now, we've talked about uh, Pinky on the show before, uh, owner of Slutty Vegan. Mm-hmm. Derek Hayes is owner of Big Dave's Cheese Steaks. Both restaurants that they started on their own, with their own gumption and bootstraps and things, and have been able to turn it into huge million-dollar endeavors. Uh, and they also work very hard in giving back to uh, the community with things like the Pinky Cole Foundation um, and lots of other commitments in the community where, you know, they make sure that people are doing good. They've created uh, 
scholarship foundations. They built a life insurance company for Black men in Atlanta. Um, they've done just all kinds of dope stuff for the community, aside from filling our bellies with goodness. So mm-hmm. it's great to see them on the cover of Essence, looking good. And it's really amazing to me because I remember living in my very, 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 very first apartment in Harlem and Pinky had a like juice bar right downstairs of my building. And every time I would come out, like going to work or just going down the street and saw her, she was always so nice to me, so warm. She would be like, the people need to know about you. We need to work together. You need to do this. She was just always so very positive, Mm -hmm. very, very kind. So good to see her big old smile and um, a radiance on the cover of. Yeah, I really stand for her Jamaican restaurant that she had here in the city before. I think Mm -hmm. it was a fire that um, destroyed the business and she just decided to move to Atlanta, which (laughs) truly a genius move, girl. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Can't say that that was the wrong decision. But if you haven't had Pinky's cooking, I'm sorry for you. She is very gifted in the kitchen. And so not surprised to see this um, and extremely happy for her and Derek wishing them the absolute best. Yay. Yay. Go, girl. Okay, so this week in our pop culture segment, which is called Hot Tops. I'm covered in cum and it's sliding between my thighs. (laughs) This boy better come and clean my gooch or I'm gonna go off tonight. <laughs> wow, and where are you and now? And where's a warm towel? <laughs> now that I need one. Wow. Jizz on my pillow. Where did he go? I can't stand this nigga. But I won't cause commotion. He'll never see me fall apart. Cause the next time we fuck, I'll fart. It's just emotion. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Did you say you'll fart? Oh my God. Y'all gonna learn not to. Oh, y'all gonna learn not to play this song with your kids in the car. Not this show, Lord. Not this show, Jesus. Please don't sue me. Beyonce, Michelle, Kelly, Matthew, nobody. No, I'm sorry. I, I bet they love it. No, I feel like they love it. It's so awful and it's really bad. Kelly's gonna sing it on Instagram. Don't worry. So, this week in Hot Tops, where to begin? First of all, I read about this last week, forgot about it, or maybe just left it off of the Hot Tops, because who cares? But, um, apparently, R&B singer Nikki Gilbert is suing stars um, and the creators of P-Valley for copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. She accuses them of ripping her concept from the musical that she created called Soul Kittens Cabaret. <laughs> I thought we did talk about this. Did we not? Did We did? No, we did. Did uh, we? 
I've, I mean, I, I don't know so. how I would have heard this story if we didn't, but continue because I've already, already forgotten. So, so Nikki Gilbert back in 2011, 12. Yeah. Um, she had a play, a musical called Soul Kittens Cabaret, starring Fantasia and Faith Evans. Um, you know, when they're, schedules are a bit freer i suppose Mm -hmm. and you know the girls did some some singing and some stuff and (laughs) as the name suggests soul kittens cabaret was about kittens and soul and burlesque in a cabaret (laughs) and uh incredible Miss Gilbert of Brownstone says that she pitched this idea to Lionsgate back in 2014, and they were super into it and so into it. And then things went ghost, and the next thing you know, P-Valley popped off, and it's the newest hot sensation in terms of black television or whatever. And so now she wants her coins, and she wants justice, and she's put on her Mm. spectacles and sat in front of a green screen to let you girls know that it's time to find... (laughs) for what's right um sure so uh, i saw a trailer for this musical um it does have some similarities to p valley Mm -hmm. in that they are sexy women dancing sexily (laughs) and um There's, like, a nigga that owns the place, I think, that's gay. And then there's some, like, business, some bad business coming to town that that threatens the cabaret. It's similar. But to me, what I found uh, interesting or questionable was that I always knew P-Valley to be based on a play mm-hmm. called Pussy Valley. Yep. <laughs> by a writer named... Katori Hall. Yep. And I believe that Katori Hall was working on that play like 2008 or 9 or something. So. Woo! Yeah. That's exactly I don't what know. I was going to say. <laughs> like. What? Perhaps the court system will have to settle this, but if I perhaps. were to wager a guess, May I would say that whatever Katori Hall did, P Valley probably more closely aligns with that than with <laughs> the Soul Pussy Cabinet or whatever it's called. Um, but I've also never seen whatever Soul Kitten is. Yeah, so, I haven't been a part. Of, so I can't it, speak to it. But, you know, I guess this is just one of those that the, the judges will have to decide whether they stole her shit or not. Because I could not tell you. Well, they will have one photo in their hand. And we'll just have to see whose photo that is if we ever get to it. If no Please. one laughs Nikki Gilbert off the stage first. I mean, because there's a possibility that she really did pitch this to Lionsgate and Lionsgate mm-hmm. spoke to the girls when P Valley was on the table and was like, ooh, let's mix some of these things in there. Nikki will never know. Whatever. But anyways, like I said, Nikki put on her Warby Parker glasses and she has an initiative called WIRF. That's W-I-R-F. What? Worth? It stands for worth. Oh. As in know your. Mm. And it stands for women in reality film. What? No, it doesn't. Women in reality film? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. What does it stand for for real? <laughs> Speaking of Nikki's, um, <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> 
rumor has it, Barbie Barbie kids, that the queen is almost back, honey. Uh, whatever. So Nikki apparently has the girls out telling uh, press that she's got a new single coming out soon titled uh, Do We Have a Problem featuring Lil Baby. Apparently it's been recorded okay. and there is a raunchy video that's already been shot and is set to debut in the coming weeks. Um, and of course, PR systems um, have done all the work to let us know that, you know, she's been working hard and the barbs are going to be wigless and... Mm -hmm. I'm sure. uh, uh, Honey, Papa Bear, what? Queen Radio, yes, (laughs) ma'am, whatever. And so, um, uh, that's interesting to say the least. You know, we've had a, a music-wise, a Nikki-less uh, we have playing for quite some time, <laughs> and I enjoy when she takes little breaks and then comes back. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, so come in, in into the the ring with far more girls attending the fights these days, and let's see, you know what we've what we've got to offer. Um. I also read that Miss Jennifer Huff is going to be refiling the harassment suit mm. against Nikki and the girls. So there's something as well to look forward to. Thoughts? Interesting. Because didn't we just talk about this last week? How it yeah. got dismissed and now the story is, well, it got dismissed so she could file it in the state of California as to... Yeah. Where, so it's yeah. so it's like oh that court case actually I was did not for the next it did not chapter, go yeah. anywhere okay yeah just, I was waiting okay literally yeah. just reinvigorated and bringing that shit back Jennifer said oh y'all wanted a twist <laughs> here you go bitch it's seven up it's sprite over here bitch I um. <sighs> that, I mean, that's too bad, but I can't say I'm shocked. I'm pretty sure I said last week that I highly doubted that was the end of it. And so right. for it to be six days later and we're right back here, I'm I'm not shocked. Here we are. Um, I will give this song a chance, just like I always do with Nikki. But um, I have to be honest, I don't know who or what a little baby is. I've, I've heard really? that. I mean, I've heard the name. Don't get me wrong. But if you ask me to name a song... Or even like hum a a melody of a little baby song, I would not be able to do it. Like, I just consider that to be Gen Z music, and that's one of those things y'all could have. Drip too hard. See, no. Don't stand too close. Mm -mm. No. You may fuck around and drown Mm -mm. off this way. Mm -mm. No. No. So, I'm Googling him now. None of these words are. Like striking any chords with me. Is this a real song? Or are you just being okay. No, that's a song. I don't remember. Like, I think it's an old one. That's like, I feel like probably right the first little baby song that comes to Okay. Mind. So I still, that it brings nothing up for me at all. But yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Everything Nikki has put out. I can't even say lately, but just since Queen, really, I have not liked. I've not liked any of it. 
I didn't like that song she did with that white boy where they were vomiting rainbows and shit all over each other in that video. I don't even remember what that I was going to say. I don't even remember what that one was called, but that was awful. And so my hopes are not high for this. They aren't. I actually think I would be more excited if it was just Nikki by herself. Oh, yes. And then that feature she did on that white girl song, that British white girl. (laughs) That was so random and terrible. (laughs) I forgot about that. See, I love how people just be like, (laughs) when Nikki does something niggas don't like, they just push it right out of their mind. Like, we're going to keep going. (laughs) I don't recall. What's that girl's name again? Oh hell! Don't give me the lion, Jesse, Jesse Dolazal, Jesse Dolazal. There we go. No, (laughs) okay. I'm not gonna be able to remember her last name, but either way, hopes are not high for me actually enjoying this song. Herbie. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, that's not it. Whatever. But yeah, sad to say, I'm just not really a fan of the most recent music from her. But I will give it a try. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, again, I haven't heard a boom, this is a Nicki Minaj song since, I don't know, Yikes? Or no, no, that's not true. Because she did that, like, three fur when she re-released her mixtape. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. (laughs) No, she, like, re-released Beam Me Up Scotty. And then she has, like, a couple new songs that came with that. Okay, yes. But I can't even think of the name of them (laughs) right now, to be honest with you. Obviously, so I guess those didn't blow my mind. Right. Um, But I'm always, like, when she is quiet for a while and then she's like, hey, we're coming, Mm -hmm. I'm always, like, Please let me like this song. Please let me like this song. Please let me like because I always want to like it. So I always I like want it. to, but you know, with the with the track record and then this mess getting involved with her husband's uh, case and incriminating herself in this highly <laughs> fucked up story, I'm just like, oh girl, you know, best wishes and I, I hope for the best for Papa Bear, but. Hopes are not high. Hopes are not high for whatever Nikki is about to put out. Sorry. They I feel not. like if, if and when Papa Bear has had his fill, mm-hmm. he will simply tell everybody that he's had enough. Yeah. And, the day, and that'll be that. <laughs> and that'll be that. The day that things get together the way that they're meant to get together, it's because we know that Papa Bear has finally put his foot down. It's <laughs> Every time she posts him on Instagram, I just be cracking up because that little boy. Like, you can tell he's just there having the best time in his life. Yeah. Whatever he says goes. Yeah, that's his house. Move. Sweet baby. Tragic parents, but adorable baby. Speaking of lawsuits, um, I've read that college basketball player Dylan Gonzalez, who we mentioned, um, accused Trey Songs of rape slash sexual assaults, oh, will yes. be moving forward with a lawsuit Yikes. Uh, in the coming weeks. Trey Songs has officially denied these allegations from her, uh, but Dylan's attorney, George... Oh, I don't know how to say this man, this damn name. So you know he don't play. If mm. I can't say this, then you know he's probably legit. Okay. Um, but the lawyer apparently has had been working with several different women that 
are accusing Trey Songs of these things. Like I said before, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there are more than one yep. of these stories attached to him from the past couple of years. So eyes open for how that one's going to go. Like I said, he says this is not true. There haven't been really <sighs> much details in terms of this story. She claims that she was raped by him in a hotel in Vegas, um, I think a year ago or a, not a few years ago. Um, so this is another one that we'll see how it plays out when mm-hmm. courts get their hands on it. Yeah. Uh, and another one where it's like, again, given your personal behavior, your history, the things that have come out about you already, the things we already know, the shit Kiki Palmer said several years ago and niggas acted like she was being dramatic or should have just been grateful for the chance to be in a video or whatever. Like it's all Even coming like, together. Had her th- or wanted her to be in that video because they mentioned her on the song. Right. Like she, you remember that? she was, it was like, girl, I am Kiki Palmer. Like you want me in the video like, because I'm Kiki Palmer. Like The line was like, her name, like her name was like a metaphor or something in, on the song. And that's why they were dying to have her in it. So like, bitch, the only reason you want me to fucking be in the music video so much is because I'm famous. Yeah. Because I'm like, I was a reference in your fucking song, ho, because I'm famous. That's why you wanted me to be here. Right. And I said, no, and you're doing all this weirdness. All this Like, shit that anyway. story was weird. It was. It was bizarre as shit. So, but it's also like, that wasn't even the first time we didn't heard something fucked up about Trey Song. So I won't be surprised if they settle it out of court and it doesn't end up going to like a jury or anything like that but still I just don't know how many different ways I can say that these niggas are fuck ups and disappointments because that's literally what 98% of them are fuck ups and or disappointments simultaneously Trey Songs just doesn't have to be this way and here we are. And and it's like as men, every time somebody like this girl Dylan comes out and says something, you have all the people online defending him in different ways, even though they don't know nothing about what happened, calling this girl everything out of her name, a hoe, and trying to talk about all the different ways she deserved and all this shit. Like all that is fucking exhausting. And I just want to live in a society where women get the benefit of the doubt, especially when they are not the first, second, or third to say something. But, you know, a bitch be wishing, dreaming, hoping, and it just will never come to be. So, weird couple of days for Ari Lennox after she had... Sorry, Lennox was being interviewed uh, by a South African podcaster... Uh, who was talking to her about her music and song, li- song lyrics and particularly a song called Pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the interview where she looked stunning, by the way, um, she's kind of just, you know, breaking down like if I pop this pussy for, you know, just what the fucking song means, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, um, and the interviewer <laughs> <laughs> like this was crazy. have you seen this I have. okay it was crazy <laughs> it was like okay if you have not seen this clip look it up because <laughs> I, I can't even like it like so she's like 
basically just calmly breaking down like what the song is giving like it's the most complicated lyricism in the world <laughs> and then like out of nowhere this nigga just goes like so is anybody fucking you good right now and she was like, she was like what the fuck <laughs> she, like, why would you say that twin responses yeah because it was like w- like and she didn't even Okay, so fast forward a little bit. Okay, she had, like, a response that was very, like, taken aback, Mm -hmm. very much, like, thrown off and a little shocked. You could see she was kind of, like, like, frazzled a bit. did not expect that, yeah. Because of the way, and it was, like, it wasn't even just the fact that he was asking her a question about sex. Because, like, the response to the clip and her feelings about it, to me, was annoying. Because people were trying to make it seem like, like, oh, well, why are you upset he asked you a sex-related question when your songs are sexually explicit and you were talking about a sexual song? And it's, like, it's not the... To me, anyway, it wasn't the fact that he asked her a sexual question. Mm-hmm. It was the way that he asked the question. It was the timing of the question. Mm-hmm. It was the wording of it. It wasn't just... It was, like... Right. First of all, just because I write a song about sex doesn't mean that you're entitled to ask me questions about who's dicking Thank me down. You. Thank you. Period. Not at all. It doesn't entitle you to questions about what's going on in my bedroom, what's going on in my uterus, what's going on in anything. You know what I mean? At all. So, like, regardless of the subject matter of of my musical content, it doesn't give people the right to just ask you wild-ass questions. But even still, Ari Lennox is not prudish. I'm sure that if it was, like, approached... In a in a different way, because she even said in the clip, she was like, "Why would you say it like that?" Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I'm be. sure if it was like spoken in a in a lighter way or something like that, then maybe it could have been fun. But he just asked like a straight up nigga mm-hmm. on the street yep. in front of the fucking bodega, mm-hmm. and and. <laughs> And then it's her fault for being like, yo, like, are you good? Wild to me. And he is cheesing and cracking up through the whole thing. Like, this is the whole thing. This is just so funny and one big joke. And it's like, so. Because niggas love seeing women squirm. (laughs) Like you said, Ari Lennox is not a prude. A lot of her music is sexual. And there is a way to ask people to interview artists about the music they make and the content of that music without being like, so who's busting that pussy down today? Hello! Like, what? And it has been done a trillion times. And this clip also reinforces for me the way I'm so tired of, like, niggas with these video podcasts. I just don't want to see no more men (laughs) on camera. (laughs) I don't want to see no more. I don't want to see no more y'all on camera in front of mics with headphones in talking about anything because like it never goes well but i mean well anybody can that's the exact problem that is the exact problem anybody can fucking do it and for whatever reason y'all uplift and spread the bullshit that these niggas put out there like i don't get that either if you hate it spreading it is not doing anything but making it grow and bringing it more attention so you could just not 
the discourse is like do that. a huge part of people's, I guess, day to day social media fun slash experience. Cause I've always been confused by the amount of motherfuckers that log on to Twitter and, and the like every day just to argue about how the opposite sex sucks eggs <laughs> and how they fucking hate them <laughs> and whatever, whatever else. And I'm just like, bitch, y'all do this every single motherfucking day, like all the live long. So it doesn't shock me mm-hmm. that these types of clips get uplifted because this is the type of shit that y'all like to mindlessly argue about all the day all the time any fucking way mm-hmm. what blows me is that y'all putting coinage into the pockets of people that have the fucking like the, the fucking intellect the iq of like a lima bean yep. and then they get to then go back into the world with like a gucci slash fendi belt buckle neck like they really knew what the fuck they were talking about like no bitch you're a they fucking dumbass exactly and the only reason anybody knows who you are is because people like arguing before they go back to work <laughs> on their way to work niggas be on the train on their breaks whatever else and just pull up these apps and look for something to grab their attention for 15 minutes and these niggas fit the bill every fucking time but again you can ask an artist about sex even you can definitely ask them about their lyrics without being so invasive into their personal life or being so crude with the words that you are using and I just thank you it's, he's clearly not a professional but <laughs> But I'm giving like, how did you even get Ireland on this How did you even stuff? write? Because first of all, I don't know who you are. I don't know where this man is from. I think maybe South Africa. So maybe he is. No, he's South African. He okay. might Maybe he's the teen. I don't know. Okay. So yeah, maybe you're the shit over in South Africa. Or maybe you're just popular there. Maybe you're like, I mean, I could just throw out a million different asshole nigga names who have podcasts. And maybe you're that version in South Africa. But it's fucked up and weirdo behavior regardless i just don't know again why do men have to be such a disappointment so gross so weird all at the same fucking time it just does not have to i don't get it like why and this girl is clearly uncomfortable and he is cracking up like rolling like he just told even after she like clearly responded i don't know how you expected her to respond right but let's just for argument's sake you you expected her to be like oh yes honey 12 inches or or more you know like let's let's pretend that that's what you expect her to to do right to give you the only fans response she didn't yeah and so the fact that you're still cracking up and cheesing after she's like, I, I don't even know what to, right. to make of it. Like, I don't even know what to say. It's just, it says the so fact much. That, yeah, anyway. You amused yourself with this. It wasn't actually about getting a good interview or really talking to the artist, delving into the music. It was about your own a lot entertainment. Of people don't care. Clearly. A lot of people. And again, I don't know this particular nigga. But, like, a lot of people, they don't give a fuck about, like, yeah. uh, the quality of an interview or tact nope. or, like, don't. um integrity or any of those stuff. It's like, oh, I got the name. I got the face. This is going to go. This is going to make numbers. In fact, making her uncomfortable or having her while out because you asked her who's fucking her pussy Ugh. or whatever on her podcast is probably exactly what you want because you know it's gonna line up numbers who the fuck needs to be barbara walters you know to be like Le- who needs to do a diane sawyer ass motherfucking <laughs> interview bitch because at the end of the day ari lennox is on here and i've got her uncomfortable it's just whatever right gross you could have said you know 
let's talk about the inspiration behind this music or behind these lyrics. Like it just there's a million ways you could have finessed it, but you chose to be or even like so weird. Even like, you know, you've spoken before about things going on for you in the bedroom on your IG live. (laughs) You know, you've even had people use your your Instagram live as interlude. Like, remember how she, like, you could have even talked about the moments where she's been up, like, open about it before and been like, how are things today? And even that, to me, like, I wouldn't ask that. Yeah. But... you could have done it in a way that was a little bit lighter and more fun and maybe PG-13. Not who's busting your walls right. down, signs, nigga from wherever. Exactly. That would have been much better than who's running in that pussy like a crash dummy. Like, these niggas just... <laughs> no tact. Just... Just saying any fucking thing. I bet she won't be going on whoever the fuck any goddamn body's podcast no more. I bet she gonna get a lot more picky about who she'll talk to from here on out because that was not the porn hub award. That girl was so clearly uncomfortable. I know she wanted to call her manager like cut this shit immediately. Anyway, it led to a bunch of debate and her, you know basically having a moment on Twitter where she gave it up again and so the people are incredibly insensitive and you know she even said I'm problematic it's karma I'm aware I've said incredibly insensitive and dumb ass shit in the past and I need to remind me of the regret I feel every day for Christ's sakes I realize I have no hits I realize you all can live without hearing my music I realize my complaining is aggravating to y'all I don't ask blogs to post me when I'm at my worst you judgmental self-hating parasites wouldn't last a day as a signed artist well that's true complaining that well Complaining that I'm complaining about this shit I'm going through. Meanwhile, in real life, you're just as unhappy, just as fucked up. You're crying in the car, too. Somebody calling you insensitive and dramatic, too. You can never be honest about your demons. And later she said something about one of you dropped from the labels and being done entire. Mm. And I'm just like, why is, first of all, why is it the people that, like, make music with like intention and and like vision and you know what I mean like mm-hmm. really sauce it up why is it they're the ones that are always just like I'm done and like I can't I'm fuck these labels fuck this like I can't do it we always have to wait like five to ten years between projects for them but all of the motherfucking Pillsbury hostess Nabisco cookie cutter ass bitches that make the same song every week. It's like no break, no mm-hmm. escape from yeah. the same single. Right. I mean, I feel for her. Ari is an incredibly talented artist. She made a lot of good points about how people are picking at her basically because she's in the spotlight and she's a target. Um, and picking on her for going through the same shit that they are going through and just having the nerve to actually talk about it. Because for some reason, y'all seem to think that famous people should never have problems or if they do or feelings or if they do, they should never make those public. And it's just very weird how the general public doesn't let celebrities have feelings. Um, 
But yeah, I don't e- I don't even know what she needs other than a therapist and a healthy distance from social media, probably until she can figure out the relationship her, with it. Hope at least she's had she has the former. Um, I hope I really do. It's true, you know what I'm saying. Like even in terms of this, like for perspective, you're going down to the motherfucking bodega to get your morning bacon, egg, and cheese. And let's say you got all your fucking, you know, your uh, Victoria's Secret pink, juicy pink, ju- <laughs> pink juicy. <laughs> you have them sweat You got pants. something, you know, something sexy, and maybe like a a fuck me pump. A pump that says fuck me on it. Fuck on one pump and and me on the other, right? And then a nigga behind you in line for your bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich is like, so who's who's been fucking that pussy right? What gives him the right? And people will be like... Should you just turn around and be like, oh, whoever, I I want to, you want to come up next? Like, come up and see me sometime. Like, what? Nobody, you... We just That's not why I'm here. Niggas being dangerously and inappropriately horny at all times, but whew, this society has a long, long way to go. And cuz as soon as a woman complains about that, it's like, well, you need to make sure you turn down your sexuality and you don't need to be putting that out there. And if you didn't act like that, niggas wouldn't do that. When in reality, it doesn't matter what you do, these niggas Maybe. will talk crazy to you. Maybe you shouldn't be a fucking drooling, goddamn stupid, Come on. slug-like moron. Come Maybe on. that should be the situation. Perhaps. Maybe it shouldn't be what I'm wearing, how tight it is, how short it is, how much of my areola you can see, bitch. Because it wasn't offered. <laughs> I didn't okay? know. <laughs> so that's what motherfucking time it is. And the gag rama is, Bodega Man, again... Given tact, given tone, given approach, you maybe could have got some today. But you feel like you can say whatever the fuck I am, whatever the fuck you want to me, because it's pussy on the motherfucking line, and I'm not a person, I'm an acquisition. So it doesn't matter how the fuck you speak to me, I should just be legs up in the motherfucking air. And then you get gagged when you remember that I could tell your ass no, go fuck yourself. And then it's you ain't even find no way you busted you this you that when we get mad like oh really because I wasn't busted three seconds I wasn't ago. even speaking to you I was not, I was literally minding my own business trying to pay for my purchases and go back I was upstairs. making sure that he had the salt uh, salt pepper <laughs> and and ketchup on my motherfucking sandwich and here you go nobody was speaking to you interrupting my day and women could wear anything you niggas will still talk crazy to them still so please save that shit. It is no amount of respectability that saves us from y'all's disgusting ass attitudes. So please keep it. And low key trade, y'all do this to the bottoms too, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Oh, like this oh. wouldn't be for the ladies. Okay. Moving on. Um, so the Fuji's reunion. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you did not have to say <laughs> There will be no union this motherfucking year, bitch. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> mm, okay. I'm so good. the Fuji's re- reunion tour has been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, they r- released a stylized uh, statement that says the following: Fuji's. We anticipate and understand disappointment, but our an- anniversary tour will not be able to happen. Shocker. I mean, we figured. Yeah. The yeah. continued COVID pandemic has made touring conditions difficult, and we want to make sure we keep our fans 
and ourselves healthy and safe. An idea sparked to honor and celebrate this 25th anniversary of the score, but we see now it may not currently be our time for revisiting this past work. We are grateful for the special night we did get to share with some of you in New York with that real live moment. If opportunity, public safety, and scheduling allow, we hope to be able to revisit this again sometime soon. Thank you for all your love and support through the years. So apparently, uh, the Omarion variant came through and surely Lauren said, <laughs> girls, <laughs> I spoke to my chakras and they told me to tell you to go fuck yourself because we won't be there. So, they won't be opening up. None of the vibes will be aligning. It won't. I mean, really, it's probably for the best because... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing this tour trying to go on anyway and y'all being in one of these cities where don't nobody give a fuck about masks or vaccines in this video packed together, breathing all over each other, drinking, waiting on the show to start. And then three and a half hours later, still doing that exact same thing, waiting on the show to start. And it's it just seems like it's probably for the best that they <laughs> I mean, it's cute to say postpone it until covid chills out but i don't know that this needs to happen because even when they had that one-off show here in the city they still didn't come out till like after midnight it's just it's beyond reasonable what they expect people to put up with to see that show and so the fact that they can't seem to make it on stage within an hour of showtime plus the pandemic yeah just go on and call it a wrap i wasn't going no, nope. so for me, sure wasn't. It's, it's it's like you know whatever the sh- the choice is. I wasn't going. I was no happy ways. to hear that it sounded that it, it seems to be um, as a result of something uh, understandable and a choice that um, is about health and safety mm. rather than um, shade and drama. So yeah, um, I'll take it personally. Um, well, I won't because again, I wasn't, <laughs> but, um, I'm glad that everyone is choosing to be safe and, you know, <laughs> honestly, if they were smart, they haven't told Lauren <laughs> that this is canceled. So when they do Please. have the show in the future, <laughs> she'll be there on time. And she still won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's still now she'll be not. two minutes late as opposed to two days because you, you know, know yeah we just don't communicate to her that we're not <laughs> a year and a half notice will help her to arrive on time you know right your girl just needs a bumper but yeah ag- again i think it's for the best speaking of canceled shows adele was all teary-eyed Oh Lord, yes she uh, was. Social media when she announced that she uh, is having to postpone her Las Vegas residency, Uh, she cried, saying that her show is not ready and that nearly half of her crew has got COVID. They were absolutely demolished with delays, um, and that they just were not able to finish the show in time and she said that she's gutted and was all crying and <laughs> honestly when I watched this video I was like girl 
You're acting like you got caught, like, finger-fucking a lamb. Oh or, you know, or, like, God. a dead body or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you are weeping right now, sister. This is... Right, like, you're, like, charged be right, with human girl. trafficking. They'll like, bitch. Right. They're still in Vegas. It's, They're gonna have a good time. You, like, girl, shows are getting canceled and postponed left and right. Mm-hmm. If you can't do it, you just can't do it. Right. Which is why I don't even want to schedule none because I don't want to be in this position to like have to be like, sorry, girls. Right. Because, I mean, I do get that you don't want to disappoint people. This is a highly anticipated show. Niggas spent money on plane tickets, hotels and all that. Like, I get that. You don't want to disappoint your fans. And I do wonder, like, did everybody test positive the day before the show? Is it like. Is it shipping delays? Because I know we have issues with supply chains and and all that. But so it seems like you would have known all that prior to like the day before the show. It kind of seemed to me like it could have been canceled earlier, and Adele was like crossing her fingers and hoping, and and they probably kept telling her, "No, like, oh no, we'll get it done." You know, you're Adele. This is Vegas. We'll get it done. Very fire festival. Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. But I mean, yeah, if the show isn't ready, you're not going to be comfortable going out there. Then the people aren't going to get what they paid for anyway. And you're not going to be happy with it. So it's best to just cancel it. And if you are buying tickets for a live event this year, you need to buy those tickets with the full expectation that that show is not going to happen. I'm just when I watched the clip, though, after I like chuckled at like how you know, like, silly it is for, to me, for her to be so emotional. Because I'm like, girl, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, what? It's not your fault that we're in a fucking pobrecita. Like, we, it is what it is. But then I thought about it and I was like, this is me. <laughs> this is me <laughs> under regular circumstances having any kind of issue. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> this, like, the show will be a day, two days late. We take a week off and I'm just like, you know, I just don't know. Like people want to listen to it. I don't want to disappoint anyone, and you know, people look forward to it. And like, mm-hmm. I don't want to blow the guns that. And and it was like I learned from you. Like you were the one mm-hmm. who was like, "Bitch, it's not open heart surgery. It's not. They'll be. <laughs> they will. Fine. They it's will. Not. Like, girl." It's a, it's, it's a podcast. <laughs> they will be okay. We're not essential personnel. What is your... <laughs> why, why are you okay? Yeah. Like, I get it, though, because it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of responsibility. You don't want to disappoint people. Like, you don't want to do that. And yet, sometimes shit happens, especially in a pandemic. And I'm just not going to take it when I know for a fact that we have sacrificed countless times over the years to get this fucking show done somebody tweeted me the other day and was like oh i'm listening to one of your thousands of episodes that are available for free in your archive and y'all mentioned that you crystal have pneumonia so both of you are wearing surgical masks in the studio (laughs) while you're recording so that you don't get kid fury sick and i'm like that is just one time that we have done some stupid i got hit by a goddamn bus (laughs) I got hit by a goddamn New York City public bus, bitch. A full-size bus. I got hit by a bus. And I was in the ER. And the doctor was like, 
I can discharge you, but you're going to have to go home and sit down for the next three weeks. And I was like, yeah, I have a show at the Apollo tonight. So, and she was like, uh, 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 like, bitch, your, yeah. your neck is hanging on by a string. Please go sit down somewhere. And what did I do? Took my ass to work because I don't want to disappoint people. I get it. I see where Adele is coming from. But at the same time, like, girl, it's a pandemic out here. And niggas are just going to have to understand or be mad. You can oh also God. just be mad and, you yeah. know, work through those feelings. That's, That's an option. That's Get an a option. journal. Journals are great yeah. for, for processing and all that. But yeah. so, so sorry. Sorry to disappoint I would you. understand completely if you were mad that our show was canceled because I was getting double penetrated <laughs> by doing... <laughs> Five lines of coke in the Bahamas. Oh yeah, the show is canceled, and then we're Which on Instagram like Live. A dream. <laughs> <laughs> but like, girl, COVID canceled the show. Child. I wish I would be crying, bitch. You'll never get there. I'm we, sorry. We're going live from Barbados, smoking weed with Rihanna, talking about. Oh, we had a show. Hello. <laughs> that would be one thing, but if you don't understand, girl, girl, you you never cared about us to begin with. And as much as you adore your favorite entertainers, they are not responsible for your happiness. Yes, you get some joy out of what they do, but they are not responsible for making you happy. I get so much joy out of so many entertainers on a regular basis, but I also do the work to find other ways mm -hmm. to sustain my do. own mental Does. health without watching the Golden Girls. <laughs> Got they have to do other things. <laughs> Because that's just, it wasn't Betty White's responsibility. It, it's just not. And she's and gone now. And I always have access to my DVDs <laughs> or Hulu. And you're going to have to find some other way to entertain yourself and keep yourself happy. It's just the right thing. So sorry. Thank you for your support. On the flip side, Silk Press and the Sonics just a day before announced <laughs> that they will be live and in color in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Starting Not so present in the Sonics <laughs> in February. Yes, Silk so, Pro. I'm never calling them anything else. Yes, Silk so Press and the Supersonics. Silk so Press and the Supersonics. Um, yeah, February Ooh. 25th and 26th. Um, uh, followed by some dates in March. They'll be live at, in Vegas with a residency. How the fuck have these bitches won like lifetime achievement awards? They've gotten you residencies. <laughs> they've gotten like they've gone like glamping with the Pope, and they're like they have like two songs. Uh, well, everybody loves Bruno Mars. Um, yeah, Anderson Pox very talented. Yep, the album is good, even though it's not my cup of tea. Um, in particular, and really as a whole. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad album. It's just not for me. But Why? the music is, uh, cause I don't like I I I don't like being called a bitch in a romantic way. <laughs> so like the lyrics, the lyrics are still contemporary, weird R and B. It's still like, like yeah, it's still with, like, like the sound. Right, it's still like kind of like young fuck nigga ish lyrics. With a with old like school beat. Old sound. Yes. That's so weird. So it's like the sound of the music is good, and then hear this nigga go, This bitch got me paying a rent. Yeah, that song trips. is so strange. <laughs> and it's like, it's catchy. And <laughs> so I'm like, okay, but I, I put myself in the song, and I'm like, oh no, don't. 
I don't mind bitch, but like in a romantic sense, like I don't like being called yeah. your bitch. I don't, I've yeah. never, I've never liked that from That's niggas. Fine. So yeah, the music's not for me, but also they don't have to worry about set design and all that. They can just take whatever they had at the, the BT awards or, uh, <laughs> and off of that video shoot, off of their video shoots and just put that shit on a stage. Really, as long as there's, there's something in the budget for polyester, I'm sure they'll be. <laughs> And furs. Velvet. I'm sure. I'm actually. Yeah. I'm shocked they're not doing a. uh, I'm shocked they're not doing a Valentine's Day show. Mmm. Like that. I'm kind of surprised about that too. That night. Uh, Well, you never know. Listen, they might be like, well, since you brought it up, bitch. (laughs) Tickets are on sale now. Right. But yeah, Bruno Mars, not surprised. (laughs) He's going to get to that money. Absolutely. And I think that his. Shtick has always been like, like pimp adjacent. It's mm-hmm. Jerome Rome. It is. It's Jerome Rome. It is. He's a so, little Filipino like, Jerome Rome. <laughs> yeah. The vibe mm-hmm. is still that of like your aunties and uncles and stuff, but I'm not surprised that the subject matter is still uh, yep. very much where's my money? <laughs> so, I mean, and it's just. Bruno Mars be singing about women that I don't think he actually dates or entertains. Of course not. Like, first of all, he's always talking about black girls or (laughs) like brown skin and stuff. I'm just like, don't know that I've ever seen you around any dark skinned baddies, but okay, that is (laughs) what it is. But then he also is always talking about, you know, like when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you it's your girl ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read again that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire now let's get back to show so listen guys the next generation of influential black voices can be found on npr's new collection black stories black truths i've been running my mouth about it for a while now black representation in media is incredibly important and i feel like it's in kind of a curious situation at the moment so amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important black stories black truth is a celebration of blackness from npr each of npr's black voices are distinct varied and nuanced as the black experience itself you can get things from bobby schmurter to the wire michelle obama to reparations there's no limit to the range of black stories black truths Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range 
of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. She got her kids running all over my damn house. And I'm like, every time I see Bruno Mars, he's with some Instagram model who's like, you talking about? Right. Right. And so it's just like very clear to me that you're making music for your fans. So that your fans can hear themselves. It's in an your audible lyrics. costume. It's it's a it's it's sonic cosplay. Yeah, yeah. It's, ooh, ooh. And, and it's like ooh. it's like fine. You know, I'm okay with. That I mean, I do extent. usually, I do usually enjoy it. I like Bruno Mars music for the most part. So I get it. Yeah. All right. With that, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up hot tops here. But before we end, I just wanted to say. Um, I wanted to send an immense amount of love and prayers and adoration to Regina King, mm-hmm. who recently lost uh, her son, Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, there really isn't anything that can be said uh, to aid, empathize, touch a loss like that. Um, I just... It really struck a chord with me and touched me in a personal way and i have so much love for regina king and what she's like mm-hmm. um contributed to the art form for black people um for women yeah and so i'm just thinking of her and i hope that she can feel the love that is being sent her way yeah, this shit sucks. It does. Um, I'm gonna bring up that story again for my read, but yeah. Uh, Why does that? I'm so, my that has to be that's in your read. It is. It is. But my heart uh, breaks for her and just sending love to the entire family. Okay. Um. Let's take a break, and we will come back and read your letters. Welcome back to the show. And it is time now to read your letters mm-hmm. and shout out to Link, who is in the room and being just so professional and so mature today. My big girl. <laughs> so great. You said that, so now she's going to start cutting up. <laughs> yeah, she is. Well, well, you know, you got to give her her points when you can. She's such a sweet baby. But um, yes. So our first letter this week comes from Teen, who says, my name is Teen. And I stand <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. Cornbread and Jeria and Willow Pill are giving me every part of my life this season. But I have a couple thoughts on Maddie Morphosis. On oh, one God. hand, I see how this straight man can open up a world for boys who don't necessarily fit a certain mold, but have an interest. On the other hand, I feel like ballroom culture is a sacred world that was meant to be a safe haven for a community of people that had few other spaces to be themselves. But on the other other hand, this could be like the time everybody but Jamaicans were upset with Adele for appropriating Jamaican culture. Because <laughs> when it's I tell not. you, everybody was mad except Jamaicans. Literally, I told y'all, like literally Jamaicans <laughs> were the only ones that were like, boop, 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 boop. I am blessed. I am blessed every day of my life. Like, Jamaicans didn't care. Black Americans was up in arms. And Jamaicans was like, calm down. 
Anyway, Tina said, I said all that to say I would love to hear what you two think about Maddie Morphosis, not asking you to speak for the entire community, obviously, but just as two individuals who enjoy Drag Race. Thanks, team. I love this question. Thank you so much for asking. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank um, you, too. I personally... um. Okay. <laughs> like, I almost brought this up in the read, too. To me, you, okay, it's not RuPaul's ballroom culture race, you know? It's a show mm-hmm. about fucking cross-dressers. And so, like, who can, I don't, to me, first of all, this is no shade to Maddie Morphosis. <laughs> I haven't seen enough of her drag yet to give like a proper uh, summarization of of how I feel of, of in terms of what she gives. Mm-hmm. But I feel like so far, Maddie Morphosis is a a checkbox. It it feels like ever since the show got well-deserved criticism mm-hmm. for some of the uh, the people identities that were lacking in their cast. The trans girls. They've been, specifically, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they've been more like, hey, guys, look at this person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, we know we talked about way back when when RuPaul said whatever dumb shit about trans women, why trans women weren't on RuPaul's Drag Race. Now she didn't see it for them and blah blah blah, and got red to filth for it. And then you know she had Gia Gunn on the show, which was like a soft way to introduce trans mm-hmm. the, the trans identity because Gia had already been on the show, etc. And uh, you know, then we got Gottmik. Now we have Cornbread, mm-hmm. and we have Carrie Colby, and we've had you know more more people of the trans identity and experience. We've been on the show since then, and I feel similarly to uh, Maddie. It feels like Maddie was a way to be uh, for them to be like, look, we got someone <laughs> on the show that's straight. Because it's like the least interesting thing about the bitch, like mm. in terms of being a drag queen, because. Straight men who do drag is not nearly new, revolutionary, innovative. Maybe it's new or gag worthy to a lot of you whose only real uh, like understanding or or uh, realm in terms of the world of drag exists in in drag race alone. But. Uh, men who identify as straight have been dressing in drag or cross-dressing mm. or whatever for ever and ever. And some of them have done it professionally for a while. So to me, when I saw uh, Maddie and I'm like, oh, this person's straight, I'm like, <clears throat> okay, I hope the bitch turns it because there are, I'm, there are straight drag queens that deliver. Yeah. Okay, I'm so sure. to me, it's like... Mm, I guess I understand why some people feel like, oh, well, I guess why is she here? Like she ate up somebody else's opportunity or whatever. But I refuse to put on like a cape for anybody that identifies as straight or whatnot. 
But at the same time, you have to understand that this is someone from the South that identifies as straight, that has been wearing women's clothes and expressing their femininities from a very <laughs> young age. So it's, I'm sure life ain't been no Christmas here for that bitch either. So mm-hmm. them coming into this show and being one of what, 13, 14 bitches who are dressing up in drags and mm-hmm. doing the things, to me, it's serve or get the fuck out. The same way that yep. I would feel about the next bitch. I don't give a fuck who you sleep with, how you sexually identify. That doesn't matter to me. The same right. way if you identify as a cis male female, trans, or whatever, give me the drags, turn it, entertain me, or leave. That's where we're at Mm -hmm. for me on the 14th season of this show. I mean, that is still the point. Like, you can check off all these different boxes and, you know, hashtag diversity or whatever, but we do still want girls who are good at what they do. So, after Maddie gave us that Kentucky Fried Chicken Couture, I was not shocked to see her in the bottom two. Spoilers if you haven't seen the most recent episode. Um, but she did what she needed to I'm do. Like, um, so as somebody who's like not really part of the community, I will just say it definitely feels to me like RuPaul is being like, see, y'all bullied me into opening it exactly. up to trans people. So now I'm going to say anybody in the community yes. can be on the show and fuck y'all. And y'all can't say nothing about it because y'all made me do this in the first damn place. So it kind of feels like that, like it's a little vindictive. It doesn't feel genuine because there are probably, no shade to her, better straight men who do drag than Maddie. But I also don't know that Maddie is exclusively heterosexual. Like she might think she is, but did you see the way she quivered at that nigga? And see, I don't like that. I don't like that because like, if you come on here and to me at 34, where I'm at in my life and from my perspective, if you come on here and you say, oh, I'm straight, bet, great. All right. So here's where the things are. You can put your things over there. Um, you'll be on the main stage at this time. I don't give a, f- like, I don't give a fuck about any of that other shit, but the girls want to make it a whole thing. Like when that one other queen was like, on 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 their episode when when the bitch they were talking about being gold star gays who was a gold star oh gay yeah or not. yeah yeah for those at home who don't know gold star gay is a gay person who's only had sex with the same sex never dipped their toe into straight land and so they're talking about who among them is a gold star gay and the one queen that like knew Maddie from wherever they're from and knows that she identifies as straight gonna say. Oh, and you know, Maddie's in a gold star either. And you could tell mm. that like when when he said that, that Maddie was like uncomfortable by it because she never intended in coming in there and talking about being straight or whatever straight away. She's like, let me get in my drags and keep it moving. I didn't like that. Because it's like, bitch, you already know her T. Why the fuck are you trying to like do mm. that shit and make her uncomfortable when you already know what's up? And then the next moment, I feel like RuPaul, that's production. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're trying to hype it up like this is the straight guy. But like, is he straight? How long will he be straight? It's not your motherfucking Mm, job, position, nerve, or anything to open anybody else's closet door if they're in it at all or drag them up out of there. If that nigga says that he's straight today on RuPaul's Drag Race, then he's straight. And if next year he's like, I sucked a dick for the first time (laughs) and I live, 
then I'll call him what he calls himself next year. We don't have no reason or no right to that's be trying to, to to do the most for nobody else. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like production is trying to play a game with it again on some like, well, is he straight? Who the fuck cares? Is he a good drag queen or not? Because that makeup was not giving me Woo! what it needed to be giving me on the runway. That's <laughs> what I care about. I don't give a fuck who is he sucking or fucking when the camera's off. I don't. Mm. I mean, no, I don't <laughs> you either. You see now why I was going to do it in the room. <laughs> I do, because you got very fired up by Everybody that. is annoying me with that shit. Who gives a fuck if he's straight? I just think as soon as you are cast on RuPaul's Drag Race as the first straight queen, that's going to be your storyline for every week that Period. you are on the show. They are absolutely going to hype it up. Every chance they get, they're going to talk. I mean, and they did the same thing with Got Mick where it was like, oh, my God, Got Mick's trans. And is it OK if we call you girl? Like, is that triggering? Is that bad? Like, I feel like on one hand, those are good conversations to have. Man. Right. Right. So I feel like on the one hand, that's a good conversation to have because I did actually wonder that, too. Like, is it OK to call Got Mick girl? And she was like, yeah, bitch. I mean, we, we all the girls like <laughs> we're in person. We're the girls. These are characters. Yes. Yes. So, yes. But like. Don't misgender me out of drag. Like, understand the difference between me doing this for work or for fun or whatever and my humanity outside of it. So it's like I see that side and I think that's a good conversation to have on a national platform so that random people can see this and know how to have conversations with trans people they know or meet. Absolutely. And at the same time, I feel like production be playing y'all. Like That's exactly what I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely exploiting the the girls. (laughs) I feel like it is a great opportunity to have really, really solid and impactful conversations. I don't know how much I trust World of Wonder or the Drag Race fandom to handle it properly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's all I'm saying. It's like, we're going to do it for the sake of doing it and then fall over on their faces when we could really make a difference if we're going to do it. Yeah. We're not. We're doing it to be like, oh yeah, we had a straight drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race because guess what? Straight people do drag sometimes too. It's like if we're going to do it like let's do it. I still think RuPaul Y'all have 18 Emmys. People watch this show. Yeah, yeah. I still think Ru did it just because she had an attitude. Absolutely. (laughs) With having to be more She was pissed. She was like y'all bullied me into letting the trans on the show. Oh, fine. (laughs) (laughs) is <laughs> if trans women aren't an integral part of the reason why dr- anyways I hate when people act like communities don't overlap like obviously girl obviously they do but duh stupid <sighs> but, plus uh, identifying as a woman and being in drags are completely different Lord. they're completely ask nearly any cisgender yeah. female pop star today mm-hmm. when they're walking about in their regular Ray-Bans and going and getting their Starbucks that's them the lady when they're on the cover of whatever album or they're in their music video that's them in drag come on Sasha Fierce <laughs> Somebody else has to k- kick in and take over. Hello. When I got like, to be why are we acting like the girls and, can't and do it wardrobe. too? I mean, yeah, I think the important thing about Drag Race is to remember that this is still uh, a television production first and foremost. Thank you. And it is not the all-encompassing all right. eye, the the speaking mouth of, of drag and the girls. Mm-hmm. So every time Maddie looks at somebody in the pit crew for half a second too long, trust that production will be playing that up. Absolutely. And it will be a thing because reality TV. Maybe she's, maybe she isn't all the way straight. Right. But like, like, that doesn't, who cares if she is? Like, right. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, but because reality TV, that's literally what they do. The baiting is the point. So that's why I need Nikki Gilbert and worse <laughs> <laughs> women in reality. No. Film. That's right. Call Nikki Gilbert. Oh wait, because no, you're not a woman. <laughs> so sorry, girl. But um, yeah. So those are our thoughts uh, on Drag Race. Adore Drag Race. Adore and Jiria so much. Um, she I'm trying to think who is my favorite other than cornbread obviously and I think it might be her um but I love cornbread so oh my god much when he started crying when they were talking about the family stuff I was just like oh we oh we my heart my heart I feel you and it's she, just cornbread woo. first of all cornbread you know cornbread is trans oh no I did not know that yeah. Cornbread oh, oh, okay. Her. My bad, Miss Girl. Did not no, mean to okay. do that. Because I think that she began transitioning around the time of of uh drag race. Mm, okay. Um, but she um oh man, just that clip of her bringing Willow that like hot tea or whatever for her hand. Oh yes, just the sweetest person. Just like the you sweetest person. You already are turning it. Like your your drag is already great. You already have the personality and the like the the sense of humor and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But also just seeming to oh, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Like I love Cornbread. Like Me that's too. my front runner. But it's like if Cornbread is giving whether that bitch wins this season or not, you are the girl. Like mm-hmm. I already know that bitch is set because she's just phenomenal. Them ball looks. Um, <laughs> everything and again um miss willow pill i did not because you were struggling with that singer i did not think you was finna turn out them goddamn looks girl i I was blown away with what willow pill did it was i I think those are my two i think they're my two favorites honestly but i just and jerry i just i don't know it's something about (laughs) miss lady that i just love Yeah, people I know and love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, big fans of Drag Race and... They always get me. They do. Every they season, They always come around no matter with a what. new season. It's always, the, it's always you girls that come in and introduce us to yourself and introduce the like world to you and show us like what you have to offer your hearts don't ever get it twisted don't matter what week you go home whatever like you make this show you're the reason why these people have all these emmys mostly these white gay people like y'all make this show every single fucking season you're a joy to watch thank you so much yes all right let's move on our next letter comes from g who says i've lived these names G, that is just what G gave. One one you know, right letter. Right off of, of, of Drag Race talking about white gays. We're talking about G. G said, uh, I've lived in New York City my whole adult life and it is my home. When I met my boyfriend, he was living on a Hawaiian island with some of his best friends from high school. And what? after years of dating long distance, he moved to New York to be with me. However, what? he hated it. And yeah. <laughs> Corona yeah. depression in my tiny queen's apartment had me agreeing to move out of the city with him. We settled on going back to Hawaii because his giant room in the same house with all his friends was still available. And of course, the rent would be cheaper for us overall. But the cherry on top was that his best friend, Marlo, has been wanting to open a bar, which is my ultimate dream. 
dream and goal in life. When we first got here to Hawaii, I immediately started working and saving. And the three of us were constantly staying up late, talking concepts and menus. So they did move. Yeah, they moved to Hawaii. Okay. And everything felt tangible and real. Fast forward to a year later and our trash ass landlord informed us that he will be increasing our rent to the point that it is now more expensive to stay in this room than what we were paying for my apartment back in Queens. Everybody getting got I have a great job and my bosses have offered to promote me so that I will be earning enough to offset this rent increase. But my boyfriend does not have the same luxury and this will be a huge hit for him. Originally, we were all going to stick together and find another big house to rent. But the housing market on this island and it's in literal crisis, like you just said, and even the shitty one bedroom places have a year long wait list. Then Marlo said that he no longer wants to open this bar and he's just going to buy some shitty condo and eventually try to rent it out when he has enough money to buy a second property. I'm super pissed off and I feel like I was deceived into living into leaving New York City under the guise of treat for rent and being closer to my goals. Now I'm paying more in rent, living somewhere I don't fit in and being a 12 hour plane ride away from my home and my loved ones. My boyfriend... <sighs> My boyfriend thinks I'm placing unearned blame on him, but how am I supposed to feel when he and Marlo convinced me to move all the way out here only to end up behind square one because now I'm on an island in the middle of the ocean? Please tell me if y'all think I'm being ridiculous. I have been mad for days and it's not going nowhere. Thanks and big love, G. Okay, now, wait a minute. First of all, she said, I'm on an island in the middle of the ocean like it was Rikers. Like, <laughs> Girl, you're you're in Hawaii. I mean, you're in a predicament, but yeah. it could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. Um, you are far from your people, though, and that is hard. I get that. Twelve hours—that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. Understand Ain't no direct flight that. to Hawaii from New York. I don't think it's fair though to blame him. You know, he didn't lasso you and <laughs> drag you out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um. It was a decision that you made. Um, Dick to bomb, I guess. And um, here we are. I mean, I don't know. Placing blame is just kind of like a pointless endeavor (laughs) at this point. It just kind of, I guess, seems to be the uh, useful thing at this point would be to come up with a game plan in terms of uh, moving things around uh, and getting into a more stable position. Uh, while I don't think it's fair to blame uh, or place blame on your boyfriend or whatever, what I don't think uh, anybody should be putting up with or you should be putting up with is any goddamn guff. You and that guff. (laughs) I love that word. It's just so beautiful. But like, don't give me any like. Oh well, what's the uh, mm," like? I hate when people do that. Mm -hmm. Don't try and minimize my anxiety, concern, or whatever because you don't get it. Okay. I'm not from here. I'm half a day's away from people I motherfucking know. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now financial woes in a stranger place. Right. Like we don't even have Stitch. (laughs) 
<laughs> Please shut up. Where's <laughs> Where's your adorable um, little monster running around? <laughs> yeah. I think I think you are placing blame on your boyfriend when the blame is life. <laughs> And because sometimes shit just don't go your way. Sometimes you have these amazing plans and shit falls through. And I don't I mean, I'm I'm looking back over this email and I don't think anybody promised you that life was going to be better in Hawaii. Like it was a chance y'all took. You left New York for love. Um, You're out in Hawaii and so far you're not loving it because you feel like (laughs) things aren't going your way, but that's not really your man's fault. Or even this, this best friend, Marlo, who decided not to open the bar or whatever, like it is just life. Sometimes shit don't go the way you wanted it to. Sometimes your plans just don't work out. So I think you have to decide like, okay, this is the situation I'm in right now. Let me try to look at it objectively and decide like, what do I want to do? Do I hate Hawaii or do I just hate this situation? Is it so bad that I want to leave and go back to New York? Because then you and your boyfriend might to have, might have to have a very difficult conversation since it seems like he hates New York City probably as much as you hate Hawaii. Um, is it like maybe you need some space from this guy who disappointed you because he decided not to open his bar anymore? And that's fair. You can have your feelings about it. You can even say, I'm really disappointed that we're not going to do the thing. But if you're like taking it out on your boyfriend every day and being like, it's your fault that I'm in Hawaii and fucking miserable. Like, actually, <laughs> you are still a grown autonomous person. And if you hate it that much, you can leave if you do. If you hate it that much, you can leave. Like you do still have some choices here. You are still in charge of your own life. So I think it's okay to be disappointed. Just don't let that disappointment color the way you treat people or or don't let it um, trick you into thinking that you don't have any control over your own life anymore. Because you do. Like you might have to break up with your boyfriend, but if you want to be back in New York City, you can do that. This bitch is wide open. <laughs> You can come over here and cuss out Eric Adams with us. It, 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 this still p- apartments uh, here. You can come right back. To- hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But... If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. 
Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. This filthy hellhole that I love and call my home. <laughs> it's wide open. So, I mean, if all else fails, you can also maybe write a sickening pilot or, uh, you know, a film script, a feature maybe about this because it sounds like something you could pitch to. I don't know, maybe like a prime video. Yeah, this could be or, a cute romantic comedy where it's like, you know. we moved to Hawaii and our lives fell apart and can we build it back? And am I going to discover myself in the process? You know, you, <laughs> it could be yeah. a Lifetime movie if you wanted it to, but it is still your life. You can still make decisions uh, for your own happiness. I'm sorry it didn't work out, but, you know, that's a lot of people's stories. Uh, once again, the pandemic... <laughs> Not over and yeah. still wrecking havoc absolutely everywhere. Having a great time. Yeah. She's still doing whatever she wants to do. Want. And every time I turn around, it's like uh, <laughs> some <laughs> virologist is on TV talking about, yeah, we're nowhere near an endemic. This is nowhere near like almost over. The conditions are ripe for many, many, many more variants. And you hoes will be getting boosters every six months for the next five years. <laughs> Like everybody's figuring it out. None of us have lived through this before. It's chaotic for everybody. So a little bit of patience, a little bit of grace, but also, you know, remember that it's your life and you deserve to be happy. So do what is going to do that for you. Um, okay. I think, yeah, that's, that's enough from the, (laughs) from the letters this week. Let's go ahead and wrap it up there. If you have a question for us, Send it to asktheread at gmail.com. We're going to take another quick break and be right back. Okay, folks, we are back and it is now time for us to get into the read. And so we're going to do that right now. After we do Kid Furies. Kid Welcome back, girlies, to another edition of Kid Fury's Sports Shorts. Link just ran out of the room. <laughs> That's my nigga. <laughs> she said, get me out of here. <sighs> Children, there's a lot of bits going on uh, in the realm of the National Football League. Uh, it's playoff time. Uh, and we're almost done. But man, what... A weekend <laughs> in the realm of the sports for football and national football league. <laughs> okay. So much playage and so many footballs. And the thing about it is, we're right at the fucking brink of the Super Bowl decisions and finding out who is America's next top girl. Mm -hmm. And so, ultimately, 
The Bengals defeated the Titans 19-16. Oh, did the Niners overcome the Packers of Green Bay. Mm. 13-10. The Rams narrowly defeating the Tampa Bay Bucks 30 to 27 what a game. sending Tom Brady back home to his capsule and to all of his little androids that keep him alive in whatever sci-fi fluid oh but we are here today to discuss mm-hmm. the <laughs> Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. What a game, girls. Calling it a classic, one of the all-time great games, they're saying these days. And how? Close as ever, the girls were not letting up. They were on one another's neck all through the four quarters, right down to the last second, to the last one. Okay, when the the quarterback of the Bills, Joshua Allen, in the last two minutes was able to deliver a touchdown to Gabriel Ga- Ga- Gabriel Davis, their wide receiver, <clears throat> who receives it wide, girl, and that he did <laughs> right underneath the two minutes. In the fourth quarter, pushing them up, the Bills to the lead. Everything was sickening, and the Bills fans were elated until Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs said, no ma'am, no girl, no spam, no ham, no world, not on today, bitch, and scored a touchdown, 64 yards, Miss Girl ran, okay? And it was the fourth recorded touchdown. Of the postseason of Miss Hill's career, the girls weren't playing. The Chiefs in 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 the lead once again. And so you know what Josh Allen said. You know what Josh Allen said. Down the middle, bitch, from the 19 yard line, serving, serving, (laughs) and a touchdown with 13 seconds. 13 seconds on the clock delivered a touchdown to Davis once again pushing the Bills into the lead 13 seconds is it going to be the Buffaloes is it going to be the Chiefums who knows because 13 seconds in this type of game is plenty of time children we're at 36 33 it's the Bills game and Patrick Mahomes 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 Patrick Mahomes serves it up, girlfriend. Serves it up. And and Harrison butt kiss, butt butker, butt butt. Harrison Butker kicks the girls into overtime, tying the bills up. 36-36. Oh, god damn it. Oh, I knocked the charge off. <laughs> What a moment. What a game. God damn it. 30 overtime. The crowd is going absolutely nuts. COVID racism. 
and it's the, and they're losing it. And so now we're overtime. Another whole bunch of time on the clock. I fit for 15 minutes. A whole bunch of minutes. And the girls are just hustling and tussling on the greenery with the pigskin. And it's just madness until finally. Finally. Yeah. Mahomes served up a delivery of that ball to Travis Kel- Kelsey Graham. Cal- Travis Khalees? Mm-hmm. Travis Khalees. So close. And with that, the Kansas City Chiefs win the game. And they are on to the AFC Championships to see who's going to the, the Super Bowl. Complete upset for Bills fans. I was confused because it's like, so they scored and so they just win? That's it? Mm-hmm. Like the other girls don't get a chance? It's like... It's like um, like a battle royale. It's like <laughs> it's sudden death. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sudden death. Yeah. So it's like, I was girl, actually going to ask you about honey. that because the a lot of fans feel like the NFL overtime rules are unfair. So I guess yeah, you that's, agree. they're working on that. They're work there. It's a it's a hot topic, <laughs> if you will, uh, among sports fans because the children are very upset mm-hmm. about the way that that goes. They feel that that's not right. And myself, you know, I felt like it was a little underwhelming. Plenty of time, plenty of done. Yeah. You know, we're already here getting the, the virus, so we might as well just have it out, is what I feel. But either way, the girls are moving forward to the next one, where they will be playing the Bengals. And the Rams will be hosting the Niners for the NFC Championship, yeah. children. Hot sport content for that ass. And... Of course, I, Kid Fury, am here in the center, absorbing the content as well as the information and all of the details, the nuances to report it to you um, in the best way that I know how. You're welcome. Do you have any questions? Yes, actually. How did you feel about uh, Tom Brady's performance in the fourth quarter in that game against the Rams? That was crazy. Them niggas was down 14. I said yeah. only Tom Brady could do this shit. What did you think watching that game in the last quarter? You know, I try um, to avert my eyes to Tom Brady as as much as possible so I don't get the um, sunken place. Oh, yeah. But, um, wow. You know, I felt as though that was a game that was perfectly tied up for the Buccaneers uh, to win and sail away with. Mm-hmm. Get it? Sail because Buccaneers. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Alas, that was not the case. But we do <laughs> know that Tom Brady is um, a T-1000 or whatever the term were called initially um he's not of this world and uh so the antics don't surprise me at this point and i feel though as though the super bowl season will be all the better uh sans him mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. we can look forward to him playing on possibly the bucks again next season <coughs> as well as playing for the raiders the giants the lions and probably every other team in the nfl because i assume the clones will be available to the market by that <laughs> any other questions uh just you know who do you think is going to be the afc champion and then same for the nfc who do you think is going to walk away with it 
Um, well, you know, right now, uh, my money is going to go ahead and be on the Chiefs. Uh, okay. just because I feel as though they've got a momentum and a lot to live up to, but that can also uh, work against you. Uh, it's a spicy moment for the Bengals. It's looking great for them to get, be coming this far for the first time in a while. Wow. Um, and so congratulations <laughs> to them. I'm, I'm, I'm an underdog rooter, so I, I'd like to see them pull it off. As far as the other side, I don't care. Niners? Um, that... That uh, <laughs> um okay uh, so you so you're gonna say who you think the Chiefs versus the 49ers is the Super Bowl that's what you're calling it it's not my desired outcome but you know we'll see what happens okay well I respect your professional opinion thank you so much yeah. for breaking it down for me um you're I, I too thought it was an incredible weekend of football I was in here screaming at the television but you know it's just not complete without hearing your special je ne sais quoi how can it be i mean it just isn't like there's simply no one who does the sports like you do no one (laughs) at all so thank you yeah thank you so much for that appreciate it you're welcome no problem that's been another fiery since you swear i'll be hating on you uh (laughs) sports shorts i know it wasn't genuine um but it's fine (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and so lots to look forward to girlies in the realm of sports and you can look forward to getting it all here on Kate Fury sports short. (laughs) And now let's get into the read. Amen. Okay. Well, um, again, thank you for that sports, uh, update. My read this week goes out to B. Scott and whoever is running her social media over there. (laughs) What? What happened to the dog? Because um, very late at night, 11 p.m. on January 21st, a tweet came out from B. Scott's official account that was linking back to his blog. And the tweet and the headline of this story say, exclusive, colon. Regina King's son, Ian Alexander Jr., dead at 26 after apparent suicide. Oh, I forgot you said you were going to talk about that. I did say that. So, um, for now, skipping the part about how absolutely devastating this must be for the family. Um, obviously, I'm directing this at B. Scott because it is on his, her, their website. Sorry, did not mean to use the wrong pronouns there, but um, it's on their website. It came from their Twitter account, but I do know that there are probably multiple people who are over there working. So to everyone who was involved in this decision, I just want to say that money can't be everything. It just can't be the end all be all in every fucking situation. First of all, the news of an actress's son dying by suicide is not the sort of thing we should be touting as a fucking exclusive. As if you've got the latest hot goss for the girls to pass around and take screenshots of and talk about in their fucking iMessage conversations and all that bullshit. It felt extremely ugly to me. Like, this isn't Summer Walker and her baby daddy having an Instagram story beef for the fifth time in a week. We're talking about a person's life here. Right. 
We're talking about a person's life. To call it inappropriate is not even scratching the surface of how fucked up this is. It's desperate. It's raggedy. It's giving, I need the clicks. It's giving, I'm addicted to engagement. And I just don't know how you felt like it was your place to publish this information. We're talking about a suicide. Why should this be something that is on your website before Regina King and her family have the chance to put out a statement about what's going on? So after B. Scott decided to publish this story, a few hours later, Regina King issues a statement to people saying, you know, we're devastated. Um, We're asking for respectful consideration during this time. Please leave us alone. Fuck off. Understandably so. I feel like B. Scott's team choosing to run this story pressured her and her family into making a statement about something that likely just happened and they were not in a space to be thinking about the rest of the fucking world reacting to it. How did you think this was an okay thing to do? I don't know how much AdSense threw your way because you decided to do that shit, but wrong, ugly, desperate, irresponsible, all the things you and your people are. It is Regina. And another thing about it that pisses me off so badly is that we are talking about Regina King. Regina King may be one of the most talented and universally loved black figures that we have. Don't nobody have beef with Regina King. Regina King don't bother nobody. She don't be in no bullshit. She just shows up looking incredible, does her fucking job and knocks it out the park every goddamn time. It's not even like it would have been ugly and stank and irresponsible if you did it to Perez Hilton. But I wouldn't have blinked twice because Perez is mess. And drama personified. This is the sort of thing where Perez Hilton has put so much stankness into the universe that I would expect some stankness to come back. But Regina King, the disrespect to Regina King blows my mind here, especially because if that wasn't if she wasn't his mother, this would not be a thing that you would have published. You're literally putting her name in the story to draw attention to it, to make money, to get clicks, to get your engagement up. How is that worth it? How do you look at yourself and be like, yeah, I'm justified in that. This was my job. And then to be and then to pin it on your Twitter account and to be arguing with people about um, what it's not. We're never wrong. I saw some tweets from somebody talking about y'all acting like um, black media is uh not responsible and we out here publishing fake stories or whatever and that's not the case but I guess when white people confirm it it'll be real no bitch it's not about whether it's real it's about whether it's right are you right for this is there no line would you have published this about your loved ones your best friend your cousin your family hell no you wouldn't have because it's a thing called decency and you niggas don't have it You ought to be fucking ashamed. It ain't no amount of money. It ain't none that could get me to do something that disrespectful to somebody like Regina fucking King. Again, we are talking about her beloved son. We are talking about a loss of life. Have some fucking sense. Have one shred of goddamn decency. Some of you niggas will literally do anything 
for clicks and retweets. And I'm just really glad that I can't relate. I am. I don't like to say that I'm better than people because I don't believe that. But that type of shit, I don't think that low. And the few hundred dollars you got off of Google for it could not have possibly been worth it. Do the fuck better. And that's it. I'm done. I was just so disgusted by that. Exclusive. Like we talking about the color that uh, somebody is picking out for their baby's nursery or some shit. This is a life. This is a human being. (sighs) I'm done. I heard nothing about this. That's crazy. Yeah. I was genuinely disgusted. Like had to log off before I said things that I was going to want to take back. But yeah, these some of these little shitty ass gossip bloggers, y'all haven't updated since 2008 and it shows. Grow the fuck up. So my read this week is going out to... A 42-year-old white bitch by the name of Amelia King, who uh, apparently during a a school board meeting... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. ...threatened to bring loaded guns to her child's school if the school board voted on mandating masks for the students in their region. My children will not come to school on Monday with a mask on, Amelia said. I'll bring every single gun loaded and ready. According to the Luray Police Department in Virginia, where she's from, she's now being charged for this. She was released on a $5,000 bond and court apparently has already obviously cried and you know sent some apology to the school board and whatnot Mm. she'll obviously be fine and whatever this will just be some you know embarrassing shit for white kids to deal with i guess um so i didn't really want to talk too much about her how much of a fucking moron she is Mm. or uh what the government is going to do what they're i'm going to say let's talk about justice let's talk about what should happen Mm. because what should happen is that uh you should serve time i think amelia king should serve no less than a year in jail absolutely I think that she, I think that all of the parents of every other student, the families of the faculty and staff of that school should be permitted to line up single file in a row in front of her and open hand smack this bitch in her face one by one Mm -hmm. until the last hand is dealt. Okay, And I think that she should lose custody of her children (laughs) and she should not be permitted to see said children without police and a licensed psychiatrist present. You cannot threaten to bring loaded guns. Please. (laughs) Any the fuck place. Girl. Because you didn't get your way. We're talking about mask 
mandates. I hate y'all. I hate y'all so fucking much. I hate you. And I hate that, like, I'm so tired, bitch. Nobody fucking hit your baby. Your baby is not harmed. Like, nobody cussed your baby out. Ain't nobody even speaks to your baby spicy. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the possibility of them asking or or requiring your children to wear masks on their faces so they don't continue to infect the world with a virus that's knocking us all down. And you you are confident and comfortable and standing your ass in front of people and telling them that you will come down to the school with a loaded weapon to do what exactly? Like we don't have a problem with school shootings in this country. Let me tell you something, Amelia. I couldn't have had a child at that same school. Because the police wouldn't have got to you first. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You can't just say whatever the fuck you want to. And that's white people problem. And specifically white white women's problem right now. You motherfuckers still in the today of things feel like you can say whatever the fuck you want to. Like things don't have consequences. Guess what, Mary? Guess what, Amelia? Guess what, Helen? We're all fucking tired. All of us want to go the fuck home. Nobody don't want to wear no motherfucking masks. None of us. None of us. None of us. I don't want to wear a mask. You don't want to wear a mask. Our kid don't want to wear no motherfucking mask unless it's trick or treat and they're getting fucking blow pops and now and laters along with it, which they aren't. None of us want to do this, Amelia. But what you're not going to do is threaten <laughs> to come down to my kid's school, my mama's school, no. my brother's school, no. anybody's motherfucking place of work or academia or whatever the fuck with a loaded gun. I will knock you the fuck out in Jesus name. Amen. You motherfuckers got the world fucked up and Trump ain't in office anymore and you're not getting your motherfucking way. And Joe Biden is who knows wherever the fuck, what plane of, of reality that bitch is on today or tomorrow or whatever. And so motherfuckers are just feeling like they can say whatever. But I will kick you directly between the brows. Talking about you will come down to the school with a bitch. And the gag is half the time, no, the fuck you won't. But you will get knocked the fuck out if you keep playing. Mm. We're all tired. Not just you, white people. Now white people more tired than you, bitch, because we got to not be white too. (sighs) Get fucked up out here if you want to. Um, and lastly, I will say, um, speaking of white people, I heard that, um, there's talk, uh, at the Mars chocolate candy company of, uh, giving the M&M characters makeovers (laughs) and apparently making female (laughs) M&Ms, specifically the green M&M, less sexy by taking away her red bottoms and giving her some fucking, I don't know, sketchers instead or something. (laughs) And so all of your favorite white conservative uh, talking heads have gone on (sighs) completely insane and unnecessary rants about why uh, woke culture 
has invaded uh, the candy community and ruined M&Ms and how all of this is stupid. First of all, y'all are fucking morons because if you cannot see that that marketing and public relations <laughs> company baited you stupid bitches into doing all of this stuff <laughs> and promoting their candy for them. I don't know what to tell you. you Here we are still bitches. wondering why the world, the sky hasn't cracked open. Like how the fuck do you, bitch, they're candy. Who the fuck cares how sexy or not please, sexy they are? Please. Who the fuck cares how they identify or how they don't identify? What I'm more confused about is why every holiday season they're still running this they do exist Santa co- <laughs> like that commercial of Santa meeting the M&M's has literally been on air since I was a child oh yeah I remember it watching it as a small child and y'all are talking about why this bitch doesn't wear Louboutins and a bralette anymore everybody's weird <laughs> All of y'all are confusing me, and I just can't take it anymore. Like, y'all are really wasting airtime talking about what M&Ms are wearing as a way to quote-unquote woke culture, as if anybody that actually started saying this or that or that was woke, saying that or that or, or that was canceled, Black people, I mean, as if any of them are paying attention to any of this M&M gossip. None of them are. None of them are. They talking about that fucking football game that I just talked about. And, and you know, and uh, Ari Lennox's interview and whoever the fuck this podcast nigga is and, and, and why he feels like all niggas she Like, they're not talking about what M&Ms are wearing. You got the press release that M&Ms and all of them people sent out to everybody else and you decided to give M&Ms free promotion. Y'all are weird. You're strange. Yes. And you're calling the same That's fucking it. stupid psychotic loop weird. of trying to one-up people and make them feel small and stupid when you're the smallest and stupidest of all of us. <laughs> I just want to know, are y'all sexually attracted to M&M's? What's happening? Because that's really what it's giving. The fact that this conversation went on for so long and y'all talking about give her her bad bitch shoes back. Like, it's a, it's a, it's an illustration of a piece of candy. I don't understand. (laughs) I don't. If we want to just scoop this a layer or two deeper. The whole reason that the green M&M was quote-unquote sexy in the first place was to make fun of stupid, slovenly, drooling niggas (laughs) like whoever the fuck is, I guess, up in arms about this bitch wearing flats now. Because, like, the green M&M being sexy, as far as I remember, was a bit when they were like, look, we're introducing a female Eminem now. And of course, she's hot. Like that, because that's the female I did. You know what I mean? Like it was a whole 90s thing, much like Lola Bunny coming in and being like, I'm the girl in the group. I'm sexy. The guys can't take me. It was like a whole, like, film Mm -hmm. of of weird comedy bits that was super present in the 80s and 90s. I remember. And it's just not funny anymore. So, like, who cares what she wears? It's a CGI piece of chocolate. (laughs) This man got on TV ranting and raving about an Eminem. So, oh no, y'all need lives. But it's like their whole point was they were trying to, like, 
la- like a lot of 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 like Fox News talking heads and stuff were trying to mock the whole situation and and make it seem like cancel culture and woke culture and 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 liberals democrats and stuff were absurd and ridiculous for you know needing the M&Ms to be less sexy or whatever and it's like no stupid that's not the fucking case at all they made this the pr people over there made this whole entire thing a situation so that you would fucking talk about it don't nobody give a fuck about what an m&m is wearing bitch like none of us literally none of us nobody cares about it none of us would even know about this if you didn't talk about it right y'all are strange you're weird Definitely would not be in my feelings about whether, again, a cartoon Eminem is wearing high heels or kids. Because who gives a fuck? I have a I have a job. I do not care. And again, just because something is like the water cooler discussion of the of Monday and Tuesday doesn't mean that it, it's a drop in anybody's goddamn bucket or it makes a difference any the fuck where. And I really hope that at some point a lot of y'all can grasp onto that because it's really not giving what y'all think is giving. Mm-hmm. Everybody is a sheep. I hate everything. I don't know why we're still here. I'm done. Anything else? Woo! Um, not from me. I'm so glad you brought up that story of the white woman who threatened to bring guns to the school because that what was definitely something that I was going to talk about. It's just like... Turkey. The... The way Republicans in this country are more scared of their kids wearing masks than being shot at school, (laughs) it just, it really confuses me. I feel like that will never make sense. But for this stupid bitch to go a step further and threaten to bring the guns to the school, like we don't have the most school shootings in, in the fucking world. And it's like, it's not close, girl. It's not even close. America has like 150 more (laughs) school shootings than everybody. Please, please. They would have laid her Please. They would not even. And there. Before she was even done talking, they would have knocked her fucking door down and arrested her immediately. The whole bloodline. Yeah. Everybody. 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 Although I do think that white woman got arrested or charged with something. So that is at least. Yeah, she got charged and released on a $5,000 but... bond or whatever. And she'll be fine. And she'll be baking fucking casseroles or whatever the fuck. But it's just for two Americas. Next week. It's ridiculous. Two you should Americas. Be underneath the jail. <laughs> Absolutely. You literally threatened to bring a loaded weapon to a school. All of your weapons. You said you was bringing all of your guns to the school because they want your kids to stay alive. As if it is like. as. I don't care for children or have any interest on in having right, any. Right. And yet, just as an empath, I can't imagine the anxiety that a lot of parents must be like just on a normal day, sending right. their kids out to school and hoping that they'll come home. You know what I mean? But with COVID and all of these fucking conservative psychos at like I don't know how more kids aren't homeschooled. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of cousins that were homeschooled since we were kids, and I understood from the get-go, and I super understand now. Yeah. You talking about you'll bring every single over my dead bitch, body, the way bitch. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> Woo! Nah, man. You better have great aim, because the way that you're going to have to come for me, bitch... But the way white people are acting about these masks is truly ridiculous. Like you said, most people don't enjoy wearing them, but we're doing it because there's a goddamn pandemic. 
and 4,000 people are dying every fucking day. Woo! Okay, that is going to wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at thisistheread.com. You can find our merch at shoptheread.com. Um, and yeah, on social media at This Is The Read. Anything else from you before we head out? My happy meal this week, three things that super made me smile were uh, black parents being all black parenty. It was um, Serena Williams playing um, like lightsaber duels with her daughter. Oh my Did God, I that adored clip? that video. That was <laughs> sickening. Wait a like, minute. That is parenting done. It was a adorable i at first i didn't think there was sound and then i got the sound on and it was even better yeah i guess like the toys make sound or whatever but let me tell you something olivia was going for it she was like honey like one thing (laughs) me and you get down down. right like (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going outside or bad honey and then um of course Gabrielle Union. I was and just Kavya about to ask if you saw products. that week. <laughs> in Belgium. <laughs> when we were in Belgium. And you got that like... world spritz, darling. You remember. <laughs> Kavya just on her iPad, like. And Kavya just looking at herself with her wig on, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, okay, yeah. mommy. Sure. <laughs> sure. I remember. Absolutely. <laughs> And then last but not least was uh, Duval talking to Baby Dakota. Oh, I didn't see that. I saw a little clip of (laughs) Duval having his uh, usual brand new baby one-on-one talks Mm -hmm. where it's just him and the baby talking about basically him being tired and how he needs for this baby to go to sleep properly Mm -hmm. and respect private time with him uh, and his wife. No. And it's just, <laughs> and here we have Dakota, who's just a few months old, looking exactly like his mother. Like, finally, once again, one of these boys was <laughs> like, I will take mommy. <laughs> okay. Because yes. Cairo kind of went a little split, but I feel like he went mostly to dad. Kaz is literally his father's twin. But Dakota said, oh, I'm team Kadeen. Kadeen stamped them Because <laughs> oh, that is his mommy's face. I love it. And he's sitting there looking like, I don't care about this, bruh. <laughs> you can be in your feelings, bruh. Oh, that's your wife? That's my mommy. Cute. Yeah, great. So I do what I want. And <laughs> when it's feeding time, it's feeding. So yeah. get into that. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I, I didn't see that, but I did see the clip of Kadeen talking about don't worry about her son. And because I guess somebody was commenting on one of the boys about his teeth and saying that like they needed to get him braces or something. And she was like, first of all, you don't know my son. You're not his orthodontist. You do not be his appointments. You don't know nothing about whether braces are appropriate for him and all this other stuff. So like, say what you want to about me and Deval, but don't come over here criticizing my children. Yeah, don't do that. And you, she got y'all fired up quick. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, y'all do. Y'all get you way too comfortable. Kids. And like a lot of times, we get into these parasocial situations where you forget that you don't know people. Yeah, and you know, just because you are not Kadeen's cousin. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> and even if you were <laughs> double tap, yeah, that's it. So you don't just... really 
Yeah. Just scroll. You just gone and tap back into your own damn business there, sweetheart. Stay in your lane. Amen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, oh, I love that. Good for them. These kids, man, if you're not, if you're not following some parents on Instagram, you are missing out because the content is a one with these children. Yeah. They are hilarious. Baby. They are. The kids are God, everything. I wish we had a better planet for them to live on. Uh, well, yeah, I shouldn't have did that. I didn't mean to, it should have been dark because we were doing so well, and then I just ruined it. No, everything's so great. Kids are the future. Yeah, and they're gonna have a great life on a beautiful yeah, planet with so plenty fun. of water and clean air and nothing burning. Trees and oceans that aren't full of economy. plastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The healthcare and everything. Everybody's gonna yeah. have a job and everything. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Keep your head up, black people, and we will see y'all next week. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.